Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sanova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. So, for our Australians, we're talking about some scary dicks today. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, well, Perpetually no, five. Far no. How old are you, Sonova? Miss old mom jokes? Old enough to party. They used to be called jumpalines until your mom got on one in 1972. Anyway. <laughs> We were just saying before uh, right. <laughs> we were just saying before we started recording that it's just like, how do we know that Liz is feeling better? Your mom jokes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's so that's today, the, and if you hear like the hawk the hockey, then it's a banner day. So oh god, yeah, the air horn banner day. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking, we're bringing it back to our deep dive of the major arcana, and hopefully eventually we'll get through all 78 cards. We got this. Let's, but sure, why not? Um, So today we're talking about the moon card. Um, And I just included uh, my Australian attempt at the Australian accent um, just for shits and giggles because it just makes me laugh. Um, Okay, good. I found it. So um, (laughs) what is the the moon numbered? 19 or 18? Uh, 18. 18. Because sun is 19. We know. We know. We are (laughs) consummate professionals. Always. Always professional. (laughs) So, yeah, let's talk about the moon card. Um, So last deep dive, we talked about the star card. And before that, we talked about the tower card. And that's the reason why we haven't been really talking a lot about the major arcana because we were stalling on the tower, but now we're back into our rhythm, I guess. Yes, um, the celestial cards. The celestial cards. Yes. yes. Um, so Jamers, do you want to talk about like more of the traditional depictions of the moon card before we dive into like <laughs> what it means and what our favorite representations are from different decks? Dicks? Dicks, dicks, yeah. Um, sure. So I think for well, more traditionally, the moon card is about reflection and like the darker aspects of the psyche. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like if you look at the the celestials, which is the star, which we've done, you know, before, this card, and then the sun card, the star is hopes and dreams. So to me, you know, that card, if you look at it, it's all about like being able to have your dreams, you know, being Mm -hmm. able to look up literally up at the sky and going, ooh, those stars, you know, little Jamie wanted to be a, an astronaut. She wanted to go out and touch those stars. Right. So we, we have that hope, but then we get the depression part of it or the, the darker side of, um, maybe never being able to Mm. touch that because the moon is all about that reflection that deep to that deeper darker stuff that bubbles up that you know how do i make my dreams a reality you know how do i go to the moon that shit's hard you know that costs i have to do math math. 
<laughs> totally. Yeah, I got to do math. Math is hard for Jamie, you know, little Jamie. And, you know, so it's it's all about having that dark night of the soul, that piece of us that we all, you know, walk through in our journeys that, you know, we thought we were done with, with like the tower card and the devil card. But it's this one's that small one where it, in the back of our heads, we always have those stupid little voices that pops up. That tells us things that are lies. And when I talk to clients about this card, um, I, I, I tell them, you know, first my own meetings. So I'm trying to skirt around that. But, you know, when you look at the moon, especially when it's full, it, re- it casts a reflective light from the sun. Mm-hmm. So it elongates those shadows. It plays tricks like where people might be in the shadows or, you know, dark things come out because it's not the sun it's not that full illumination of the sun like i'm looking outside and there are no clouds right now it's all sunny which of course in portland that's kind of weird right and (laughs) you know so but the but you know like doing this with the moon it's 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 flipped it it takes this weird you know it's still illuminated i can still see my neighbor's yard i could still see you know the street but it's not this full illumination of light where it touches even the the barest darkest corners Mm. i love i love that you're saying like you're you're talking about illumination but it's a different kind of illumination to the sun card Mm -hmm. which we're going to be talking about in like the next deep dive episode that's going to be the shortest fucking episode that we've ever had we'll be like sun (laughs) card yeah 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 everything's great yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Tune in yeah. next time when we handle. Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> I have but, a sign know. in my house that Joe got me that says, in my defense, the moon was full and I was left unsupervised. Yes. Yeah. So yes. when I think about the moon card, I think about its pull on our bodies and, and all the rituals that we go through mm-hmm. in witchcraft. Um, the that lunacy. Have to do with the, yeah, with the ebb and lunacy. Yeah, exactly. The ebb and flow of the moon. And I always think this is my half-assed science magic theory you know that if the moon can control the tides and we're 90 percent water certainly there's a pull on us um to be in the same cycle as nature Mm -hmm. and um i think that with the darkening of the moon and like jamie said it's about the shadow stuff um with the darkening of the moon we can look at those things that maybe the tower uncovered and the star glossed over and, you know, the tower raises things all the way to the ground. There's rubble mm-hmm. to pick through and see if there's anything left of value, you know. And in the moon card in the Rider-Waite-Smith, there are two towers in the background, you know, too. So that, those always reminded me that, of the, um, oh, in a, a never-ending story, the, the, sphinxes, the sphinxes, you know. Yes. Yeah, they yeah, always reminded yeah. me of that because towers are our challenge times that's when the universe Mm -hmm. goes oh yeah well how about this um and we have to see if we can get through that challenge and we get through it and then we get a drink from you know the star card and then the next thing is the moon card and there are two more fucking towers ahead of us and a creepy Mm -hmm. ass lobster and a dog and a wolf that have lost their minds um and are howling at the howling at the moon you know and so there are all of these signs of unrest lobsters belong in the Mm -hmm. water uh, dogs and wolves howl when things are wrong or when things need to be alerted to. You need to be alerted to something. Um, 
so there's just this like vibe <laughs> of pay attention, mm-hmm. watch where you walk because that path is illuminated by that watery moonlight. That's a reflection, you know? Right. Um, you, you mentioning those two, the two towers also, you know, and the tower card, you know, it, it's, you know, the moon it comes after the tower. So the tower is already, like you said, been raised. So by this point, not only did they rebuild that one tower, but either they did two or a neighbor came in, you know, to help mm. them through this. Right. And also, like, that brings up an excellent point of, are those towers um, real? Are they in our minds? You know, like remembering that that's kind of what the moon is about is questioning, you know, what's going on in our minds and that our mind can sometimes play tricks on us as well. Those those towers in the distance, I mean, how tall are they? How small are they? We have no way of knowing because we're seeing that we're looking at them from like a forced perspective. So we have no idea what we're approaching if we're walking along that path between the dog and the wolf, Mm -hmm. you know? So it is that kind of stepping carefully energy. Um, And I I love that you were able to like bring up the meanings, but also talking about the symbols in there. Cause sometimes when my eye falls on the moon card, when I'm reading for someone um, it, I'm really, uh, alerted to where my eye is falling because that helps with the interpretation of what that card means for that particular person in the context of their reading. And sometimes it's about like, hey, who's talking right now, your domesticated side or your wild side? Who do you want to get into right now? Like, do you want, like, maybe you're feeling chafed or constricted by your life. So you're listening to the wolf Um, or maybe you're, you're, realizing that you've been a little bit of a wild child lately and it's time to settle down a little bit and focus, you know? So sometimes that's my interpretation when I'm noticing the dog versus the wolf. Sometimes I'm looking at the surface of the lake and how that moonlight is reflecting off of the water, but you have no idea what's going on under the surface. <laughs> like I that is the moon card too. That's what, there's a Terry Patrick quote. This says it's all lies about the sea. It's just mostly yuck with lobsters in it. Um, <laughs> and I, like uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but another thing, I had a client, Hillary, who said, tell me about this lobster. And I was like, get your ass back in the water. And she had just like started cheating on her husband. Just oh, and I was wow. like, and it was before I knew that. Um, but I was like, and I don't care how people comport themselves in their own personal relationship. Everybody's got a story. Right. But we don't judge. She was it in such a way that was incredibly reckless and hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was like, you just came right out of the water, which is your safe space. You need to get your ass back in there and figure out who you are, and what you want and stop flinging around willy nilly, trying to scare people and upsetting people. And she, and that was the reading, like she, she quit. I, I put down, you know, six cards that she picked up on that one. and was like, I'm done. You freaked me out. And that was the only time I ever had a client quit on a reading because they're like, no, you know, too much about me. I don't like it. So, mm. but, uh, but what you wish that that's surprising. I would have, I would have thought that would happen more often with you. <laughs> I don't know if thank you or fuck you is appropriate for that one, but it's both. It's both. Right. It's right. both. Right. It's like, but yeah, it was, you hate it you. Was that dark, like 
lobsters don't belong out of the water. They just don't. They're not supposed to be there. And unless um, they're for dinner. I mean, yeah, for dinner. And the animals <laughs> acting up, that's like a sign that like animals can tell when an earthquake is coming. Animals can tell when the weather is changing, you know. And my grandma could tell by the way the chickens and the cows were behaving, whether we had nasty weather ahead of us, because she's like, the cows are really skittish today. We're probably going to get a thunderstorm. And it was true. So growing up, you know, with a farm in my family, it was it was very easy for me to look at that card and say the animals are not acting correctly. Something is wrong. So that's why in all books that I write, um, I put that the tarot card, uh, the moon has a lot to do with fear. Yeah. Because it is uncertain, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of shadows, because those two towers are just hanging out in the background and because the animals ain't acting right, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that the moon card is a really great representation of the question that a lot of my students ask me and a lot of my clients ask me, how do I know the difference between the voice of fear and the voice of my intuition? And I'm just like, you just know. You just know it's not something I can teach you. It's something that you have to teach yourself. You know, like, you just know feel like a good melon. The difference. Well, yeah, well, in you some feel cases, the difference. It, it's that it's <clears throat> like to combine what you both are saying, you know, it's fear and the unknown. When you're certain, you you know a certainty. You know, mm-hmm. there there's a vibe to that certainty that we all get. You know, whether it's in the body, the mind, or you know, a tap from spirit, we all know that certainty, you know. And when it's fear-based, like the unknown, or I don't know, or am I doing this reading right, you know, type of thing, that has a different <laughs> tinge to it. You know, mm-hmm. that different, you know, layer of um, a vibe of fear or, you know, something external. So I think in a way, you know, it's both. Because like for me, when I look at this card, I my, my core of it is you got to dive deep. You got to lean into those shadows. You got to lean into the fear and unknown. Get to know it. Get to understand it. Because that'll tell you, that'll, that'll teach you a certainty. You know, you'll come out into those certain times. Mm. So I think we've talked uh, pretty well about, you know, the more traditional meanings, some of our personal meanings mm-hmm. for this card. Um, do we want to talk about some of our favorite depictions of the yes. card? Yeah. Yes. Ahead, Hillary, you go first because you're all oh. rocking back and forth and excited about it. Oh, no. I was just looking at the um, Reflective Tarot's um, little white book and I'm just like laughing because I turned right to um, a reference to the Morgan Library and Museum in the city, in New York City, which is where um, uh, I think the most complete um, collection of Visconti Sforza deck is but it's also apparently they're selling my book there cha-ching that's nuts that's crazy um anyway uh so i just happened to turn to that and i'm just like i didn't know that they referenced the morgan library in this either but hmm, it's funny anyway um my favorite depiction i mean like it's really a cross between you know, the traditional um, Ryder Beat Smith, I like I like the, the having that nod to the domestic and the wild. I like the two towers. I like the moon in the middle. I like the lobster, the crayfish, depending on, you know, the deck. Um, I love that the, the lake that reflects the surface of the water. 
Um, but I also really love the fountain tarot's depiction um, of the moon card. It's very cool. Um, it's very like, it's very like avant-garde graphic and the two towers, like you actually have a lot of the symbology in there, except for, I can't find the lobster. I don't think there's the lobster in there, but you've got the two towers, which are kind of very modern looking in like this um, restless sea. And then you have like, almost like the ghostly apparitions of the wolf and the dog. Um, right at the edge of the water. And then you have like a huge moon um, off in the distance. And it's very like gray and blue and white. And I don't know, it looks really cool, but it definitely has that that eeriness, I guess. It really yeah. captures the eeriness of the moon card. I like that. And oh. I like their companion book too. Um, it's a great phrase. It is. The key phrase for the fountain tarot for the moon is surrender to darkness. Ooh. Ooh. Love it. Right. Right. It says it's not too late to turn back, but if you truly want freedom, you will you will brave the current and surrender to the waves of cosmic intuition. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Right then. Um. I just have one because in every depiction, there are a lot of indie Star Trek deck or Star Wars decks out there. And every single one, they have the Death Star as the moon, which that's no moon. That's, that's no, no moon. Damn it, moon if moon. <laughs> if you're not a Star Wars nerd like me and Hill, are, Jamie, are you Star Wars? Not as much as I used to be, but yeah, I prefer Star Wars. Star Wars. I like both worlds. I'm a Stargate fan, actually. If you want oh, to nice. talk about it, oh, I, I gotta, Star I gotta get into those, Stargate. But... So it's the I, anthropology I like, in me. I like the Star Wars one because it makes me laugh, and also because in one in one of the decks, I can't remember which one. Uh, instead of a wolf and a dog, they have a Jawa and a um, and an Ewok. So it's like the good side and the dark side are represented because Jawas are evil little shits. Um, so yeah, Aww. well, listen, they, they steal droids and sell them for parts. I mean, come on, come on. Think about what they were going to do to R2. All right. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I like that one because it immediately, and I'm, I'm always for trying to find the light in a situation. And even that reading where the lady was like, all right, we're done here. Fuck it. Um, you know, I, if I had had that deck, I would have been able to crack a joke or say something or something to lighten the mood. And I always appreciate that. You know, I know that sometimes it's not appropriate, but sometimes it really comes in handy if you're doing a heavy reading to have something that's kind of funny um, and to help keep it light. And I think the Star Wars tarot is one of those that's accurate and also funny and a good deck. And, and so. also, you know, um, call us, call us if you want to do an official uh, Star Wars deck where we're yeah. ready me and hillary uh and jamie can take care of that like in a, a month there, so. I, I i will say there is a there is an um a kickstarter right now for a majors only star wars Ooh. but again it's just majors only and i'd love to see what would happen if we can do an entire deck we could do the know? swords will be the droids like all the different droids mm -hmm. and then um the pentacles would have to be like locations um, planets yeah location credits yep and then um 
the cups would be like the relationships between people. Yep. And the wands would be lightsabers. I was going to eat either that oh, or else. I was the Jedi, switch it. The I Jedi was order. Switch that, but yeah. Oh, or really? the Jedi. Oh, like, well, we could do like the Jedi order and then like the Sith order. <laughs> this is Devon. So, Sith could be stored. Yeah. Or we could do a light side, light side of the Force tarot deck, and a dark side of the Force tarot deck. That could be. I have like three coffee table books about Star Wars and all our characters. Let's do it. And uh, we have tons of philosophy books too about how the Jedi, Mm -hmm. the Jedi tell lies and the Sith tell the truth. I'm not joking with you. I have it in my bedroom right now. I will go get it. (laughs) I mean, you can look at like um satanism the same way because satanists uh one of their first things is always tell the truth always tell the uh, truth even if it hurts yeah. yeah anyway we devolved really quickly but you know <laughs> yeah we went from, what's your favorite card to satanists um <laughs> I don't know, i've never met a all mean satanist before so me neither i mean no. they're all super nice well like i <laughs> used to keep it you know anton lavey's sat- satanic bible next to a bible on my shelves because i'm like you know if they need the to vibrations argue, cancel out yep the vibrations cancel <laughs> out and i'd rather them to just kind of like hang out on the shelf and have their little fights or wars there you know i can direct all that stuff there and just let it sit on the shelf rather than spell out my life right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um so i kind of mm-hmm. have two decks um dick dick back to the moon card yeah damn it moon moon damn it we knew we knew especially when we were texting each other Mm -hmm. to arrange this recording we knew our text said moon moon damn you moon moon okay so that's gonna happen so I'll, I'll, i'll go ahead and explain a little bit for those that are like you know well first off you can google damn it moon moon and come up with a bunch of stuff but moon moon is this derpy wolf type character who is in all these you know images and moon moon does stuff that's not in according to the rest of the pack so number one you know when whenever i say moon i always go moon moon and number two with the wolf on the card you know you kind of figure damn it moon moon exactly Um, so the first deck i picked is the trick-or-treaters tarot since we're kind of coming off of the halloween month and this is a fantastic deck to you know read with this is by uh, jo- um, illustrated by Jonathan Hunt and written by Barbara Moore. And it's got a goddess or a person in a goddess costume that has um, kind of a, 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 a Hispanic Mexican uh, hat on. And there are two dogs on either side and they have crescent moon collars around their necks. Ooh. And, I mean, you could almost say that this card could also represent the triple goddess, at least in this deck, because of the way that the moon, the the hat almost, you know, looks like a full moon. And then the two crescents on the side in front of a apple bobbing bucket. Oh! And I love this because, number one, it kind of takes away a little bit of that scare and reminds mm-hmm. us. Again, that the the big scary stuff that we see whenever the moon's illuminated comes out as not so scary once, you know, you get to know it. It becomes right. more of a, you know, yeah, goes from wolf scary to damn it, moon, moon type of an approach. And um, I know like Barb and I kind of have similar themes on what we, you know, if, if we were to pick true keywords, she lists the uh, her moon in this deck as secrets, illusion, deception, mystery, confusion, dreams, nightmares, and visions. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. this one's more, again, that playful, but has a depth to it that, you know, you don't kind of see in a lot of other decks. What I like about the fountain tarot that Hillary brought up, it's literally black and white. So again, oh, you got so that pretty. illumination perspective in it where the moon casts the light and it makes everything look black or white, not necessarily the full colors of the sun. Um, the other one I want to talk about is, um, of course, the triple goddess tarot for those that, you know, have it or something because I I designed that. Your card. deck? Your deck? Yeah, you my, mean that deck, deck that you designed? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the deck that I designed and Franco did amazing illustrations for um, so this one kind of represents somebody like, you know, coming into their 40s or 50s where, mm. you know, I don't feel I mean, I'll be 50 next year in, in 2024 and I still don't feel like I'm, I'm a 40 year old person. My body definitely feels like it's 60, 70, but my mind's like, I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 30s. I'm still growing. So mm. I depicted kind of a more um, elderly kind of from the back. You know, they have the elder because the triple goddess, that that last row of cards is the elder kind of, you know, person. So she's got the white hair, She's but she looks in the mirror and her face is younger. She sees that reflection of like what she used to be. And there mm-hmm. are candles there because when you're in a bathroom, it's literally kind of a bathroom scene or, you know, where you've got some counter, you've got the window. Candles also trick. Yeah. Like the moon illumination does. There is a moon in the reflection and um, I've got some tarot cards on it because, you know, we, we when you sit with that darkness, when you sit with, you know, and learn from the shadows you want to have comfort items or you want to be able to get that assistance of the gods or the goddess and to find out, you know, is this correct? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, is this really me? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times when I think of, um, you know, sitting in that illumination, sitting in the darkness or having bad thoughts in the back of your head come up, you know, I mean, this card could be kind of a depression card where, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, I, my brain went stupid. It literally started telling me bad things. And I, I, I recognized it as a separate part of me, that bad part of me. And it was, you know, it was a mood moment. It was trying to mm-hmm. get me to say the darkness is truth. And I'm like, no, yeah. you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I made promises. I made packs. You're wrong. And I went to bed. Yeah, I, I learned, mental health you know, is mm-hmm. definitely reflected in uh, in the moon card. Um, and one of the things I will ask folks when it comes up is, "Are you seeing a counselor?" That's mm-hmm. one of the first things that I that I will bring up. Um, and I I have my own recent men- mental health struggles, like for the last year or so. I have a brand spanking new bipolar one um, diagnosis that I'm dealing with right now, and uh, you know, because one is the best. Um, and, uh, and, you know, living through that moon card and not being sure if these meds are going to fucking work or, you know, if this treatment is going to work or whatever, if EMDR is just made up bullshit, like, you know, I feel like I'm on that, that walking that path right now with my mental health mm-hmm. stuff, because like yeah. just getting my meds regulated has taken over a year. Um, and it takes it's time. exhausting, you know? And so having the moon card come up for me in readings, I'm just like, yeah, this is about my struggle. This is about what I'm going through to be well. Um, 
And, you know, Jamie is on that path with me sometimes. Sometimes they diverge and sometimes they do not. Um, and, uh, but when they do, it always, like, if you're, if you're having mental health issues, always reach out to somebody because, you know, like we said, the moon is uh, a liar. It casts shadows mm-hmm. where there's usually nothing. And sometimes it'll make you think that that tree branch hitting your door is a hand and will scare the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. So when you're, if your brain starts lying to you, or, and if it starts telling you um, that you're less, that you're less than enough, um, just recognize that, that that's, that's the shadow talk. That's, that's the dark talk. And we don't, mm-hmm. we try not to listen to that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it also really helps to have um, friends and family and chosen family around you that can, that can give you that litmus test of, Hey, I think everyone hates me today. Am I wrong? And they will rise up and be like, you know, I, I love you. Mm-hmm. I might not like you right now, but I love you. <laughs> I like you either. Or, um, or if you ask us the first thing we're going to say, you know, we'll jokingly lean into it and say, yeah, everybody hates you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. We'll everybody say, definitely on. hates you. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Six billion people in, or seven billion people, eight billion people in the world hate you. No. It, right. No, it's. And there's. Um, it might feel that way. It might feel that way. What is the way. new suicide hotline number? Let's drop that in here if we can. I think I, it's 988. It's 98, but I've heard bad things about, you know, it's not really helping people. So I would much rather, you know. Reach out to a um, friend. Reach out to a friend. Or a professional. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. Um, I I will try and look up some better numbers for people. That would be great. Um, NAMI, NAMI, National Association of Mental Mental Illness, I think. I think NAMI, N-A-M-I. Well, um, we're going to put a lot of references at the yeah, end we'll so, or in the show notes. Show notes, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Whoever yeah, project because... is good for trans and queer friendly people, they mm-hmm. definitely are very, very good and they are supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to enlist um, a lot of those, but I think it, it, it's important. Thank you, Jamie, for bringing it up that mental health is directly connected to the moon part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Again, it's um, that lunacy, you know, lunacy. I get it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think that in kind of opening up that door, um, first of all, look how brave you are and awesome. And secondly, you know, that kind of vulnerability in a tarot reading when you're when you're talking with somebody, even if it's just this very simple question saying, Are you seeing a counselor? Your reading is about to become much more intimate and much more vulnerable. And um, your job is to sit there and hold that space as a tarot reader. And as a friend, your job is to listen more than you talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't go yeah. in trying to fix it. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. You here. can't fix people you didn't break. Right. Yeah. Um, I also want to say another um, interpretation that I have for the moon card that I've seen on occasion was um, sometimes you have to let people keep their secrets until they're ready to reveal them. Um, that's something that it, it was a very, very few readings, but some of them came up with the moon card and then another card. And I'm just like, listen, this isn't about you. <laughs> you know, the fact that someone's not willing to divulge their secret, you know, it's like, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with how safe they feel. So maybe let, let people like, it's okay. Sometimes when the moon card comes up to have a little bit of mystery, 
to not know everything. Um, that uncertainty principle that Jamie was talking about before, like that's very much at play with the moon card. And sometimes you're not going to be able to know everything about every situation. It's just not possible. Even though some of us may have come to tarot reading wanting to do exactly that. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no. So, yeah. So the moon card, it's, uh, I always think of it as the, when, because there's so much water in it. And when you see water in the tarot, it's emotions mm-hmm. and the sea is not calm, you know? So I always see this like churning emotion, churning emotional state, whether it's fear, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's anxiety, whether it's seeing more of the world than you want to with that bright shining moon, you know? Um, Whenever you see water and unrest in the tarot, something's up, you know? So intuition has a lot to do with this card as well. And like uh, Hillary said, you know, knowing whether it's your intuition or if it's just bad vibes, man, like that you just know, you just have to, you just have to figure that out. And if your head and heart are not communicating and you're not able to figure it out, you just got to wait, you know, and watch every step and be super careful as you approach those towers and then you'll be able to know if they're for you or not thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast you can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com we'll see you next time